Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, we've talked about this thing before, but we really haven't talked about it a lot in detail in previous episodes. And it's the thing where you're having a specific time or you just basically have to hunker down and just stay here to keep something at bay or have the thief, which we said previously, open up a door while you're getting hit. Right. So this is, yeah, it's hard to explain. So we call it hold until dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So um, think about it this way, I guess. So you, the thief's a good example. Okay. So you guys get pinned into a room. The thief is working on this really weird complex trap time type of device and the DM says it's going to take him 10 rounds to get through it. And so they take a D10 out and they drop it on the 10 or the zero in that case. And then you're like, okay, great. And then what happens is you start hearing sounds coming down the hallway Mm -hmm. toward the open door. You're like, oh, here we go. And so your team starts to barricade the door and the next round they're at the door. The next round after that, they've literally destroyed the door. And now all chaos breaks loose inside of the room you guys are in. And now you're fighting horde after horde after horde of whatever. Doesn't matter. You know, endless wave of goblins, endless wave of orcs. It doesn't really matter what it is. Endless wave of dragons. That's kind of crazy, but endless wave of something is coming. And it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you need to hold for 10 rounds for that door to open. And then the... Thief has to hold the door open for everybody to get out and be the last one in so that he can block the door. Mm -hmm. And that stops the deal. Now, that said, you could do that for 10 rounds. You could do that for 10 minutes. You could do that for 10 days. You could do that for 20 days. It just is a thing where if you do it by rounds, it's a lot easier to deal with. And if you do it over 10 minutes and that's like D&D, it's like, what, six seconds a round? So 10 minutes would be, let's see, so six, there's 10, there's 10 rounds in a minute. So it's a hundred rounds. It's, it, it'd get mind numbing if you were doing a D hundred countdown. And that's our, and, and, and you open up the door and that's all I have for you today because we spent seven hours doing this. Yeah. Just opening the door up. Yeah. Cause oh, hundred rounds of combat. Oh, instead, what I would rather do is something like this. Um, so. You come into a situation and you have to do a little bit of combat. And then in X number of minutes, there's another wave of things that come. And then you have to fight that or you have to deal with that. And then in X number of wave, in X number of minutes, another thing happens. Mm-hmm. And you can keep having things happen. And it doesn't have to be waves of combat. You could look at it in terms of like every good suspense movie does this. Every good thriller movie does this where it's like one thing happens and then they overcome it. But that has side side effects that cause another thing to happen. They overcome that. Then another thing happens. It just seems like a very s- sad series of unfortunate events. Happening. Oh, hey, you guys opened up the vent. You guys pop through the vent and that stuff's not helping. Actually, Star Wars is a great example of that. They're getting shot by the stormtroopers breaking a layout of prison. Exactly. They jump into that vent to realize it's a trash compactor that's compacting on them. Uh, wait, there's a monster in there. And there's a monster in there, too, because why not? Why not? Right? Because everything's bad to worse. Mm-hmm. And then they get out and their shooting starts again. Yep. 
you know, and then they lose Obi-Wan, right? They lose their, they lose their sage, they lose their teacher, you know, um, same thing in Lord of the Rings, right? It's like the mountain passes are too hard to get over. So they decide to go under the mountain. They can't get the door open anymore. There's a thing in the water that grabs one of them and they got to fight their way through the door and Gandalf remembers, oh wait, this time was really nice. I just had to actually literally speak the elven word for friend. My God, the world, the, the world was simpler back then and the doors open and then they get in and it's a tomb. Oh crap. I thought there was a bunch of dwarves living here. So what the heck's going on? No idea. Then they get into a room. Everything's crazy. And then I think it's Pippin or Mary. I can't remember which one throws accidentally knocks a guy into like the most bottomless well ever that clanks all the way down. And now they're in fighting combat until they fight their way out until they meet the big bad of that area. And then they lose their, again, lose their sage person. And then they barely get out and they got to keep running in toward the elven forest. But in the elven forest, they're treated like criminals. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Boom, 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 right? And this is exactly how you kind of want your hold until to feel. Yep. Is you're constantly just dealing with stuff coming. Happening. Can you fortify in a location? Do you even want to fortify in a location? So the hold until could be hold until backup comes. Hold until, you know, the choppers arrive and bring you home. Or Gandalf arrives with a human with an elven army to smash the, the gates of Helm's Deep, which didn't happen in the book. Um, you know, all these things, mm -hmm. or it could be, um, you know, hold until you can get a door open so you can get to the next part of this cave or you can collapse a cave. Yep. Um, it could just be one player's holding until the rest of the players can get through something. There's a lot of ways you can do this hold until, and it's actually a really cool way to go now really quick. I'm going to suggest that you try not to kill your players here. I, If you don't roll secretly, this is where I actually might suggest you do roll secretly. Because the idea of holding until is not to smash them up against the head and kill them in the first three rounds. The idea is to wear them down. Yep. Until they can finally basically stagger out of this, realizing like, oh my god, we almost all got killed. And it's an accomplishment to get out of this. Meanwhile, as the DM, you know that you've been, oh, hey, that guy accidentally critted. No, he missed. No, he missed. <laughs> or I rolled max damage, and that's half that guy's health. So I'm going to drop that down to maybe, I don't know, five or six points as opposed to 34 and call it a day. You know, Because he doesn't know if I rolled ones or eights back here. Um, the idea here is to give, your, give a scare to your players without actually killing them. Mm -hmm. I do know. That some game masters will find that offensive. I'm not going to tell you how to do your game. You can do whatever you'd like. But I personally like to save total party kills or even killing a player for a thematic reason. Not just because he decided to roll a bunch of ones and I decided to roll a bunch of 20s um, all at the same time. Because just uh, to me, it doesn't feel right. But again, you do what you want. Now, what I will say is the hold until is really good. Because what you're dealing with here is that they're stuck. They're stuck in an area. Um, so on the Death Star, they're stuck on the Death Star until they can get out. And they're trying room after room after room, hallway after hallway to get back to where they can get their ship and get out. And they keep coming up against an obstacle of guys or trash compactors with monsters or weird vents or whatever it is, right? Or Darth Vader now fighting and killing one of the party. Mm-hmm. 
That said, I would have had Obi-Wan as an NPC because he's overly powered. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, any Jedi in a room full of non-Jedi is overly powered. Um, but that said, you have that same thing happening here. So what I like to do is I would drop all of the challenge ratings of my waves of monsters to something that they can easily kill. But what the problem is you're going to have like 7, 10, 15 different waves of easy-to-kill monsters. But that adds up. So, you know, and if they're not using spells like you think they should, throw in a ton more monsters where the spellcaster is like, oh, crap, I got to use use my fireball here so we don't have to fight 50 of these guys. They'll all die, but now I'm out my one spell that I thought was really good. Mm -hmm. Or I'm out two or three of my big spells. The idea is to whittle everybody down, maybe not in terms of hit points, but maybe in terms of actual, like, things that they can do until they're kind of at their wit's end. So... One of the things I was going to add is maybe these enemies are not enough to actually kill or hurt your fighter a lot, but there is this thing in D&D on rules of ongoing stamina. So it might just be this thing of your problem isn't, are these things going to hurt me? It's this thing of how long can you keep in combat for that long? Yeah, if you were in combat for ten, for even like three straight minutes, five straight minutes, I would start arguing that you need to start rolling uh, stamina. Because three minutes is a long time, and no offense, looking at all the times, if you're looking at all the rounds it takes us to do what we do in a combat, you're ending most combats in a minute and a half or less. Yeah. It's crazy how fast they actually go. So if you're in a sustained combat for ten minutes with no rest you really should be looking at stamina rolls for anybody who's lifting anything heavier than their arms. Yeah. And so. also the other thing is for people who use bows, not a lot of game masters have them keep track of arrows. I would at that point. Have them keep track of their arrows at that point. Not necessarily tell them and have them calculate arrows on the fly. Just say, hey, because you've been going through this dungeon right now, you're running a little low on arrows. You have probably about X amount left. Yep, like use them shots. wisely. You have 10 shots left. Do you have any more arrows? Um, right. Well, you've been shooting arrows for 35 rounds. So, and a couple of those are rapid shot and many shot. So mm-hmm. you're pretty much out of arrows right now. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Really just take these guys down to almost nothing and then have the cavalry come or then have the door open and get them out to safety where they can rest and replenish or beam out of there or do whatever they need to do. And honestly, one of the things, if you're rolling out in the open, just so that a bad hit hits and you don't want that to happen, having them with a few low-level NPCs as a meat shield is not a way to, is not a bad way to go. Or encourage them to start summoning monsters. Like, mm-hmm. summon monsters, summon na- nature's ally, depending on what they are. Make sure that they can do that so that they can, you know, move forward. So, anyway, that's how you hold until... It's all about a war of attrition where you literally break the players down, but try not to kill them. Yep. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.